What's up? It's your girl here, Maya Sanita, and welcome to the Refine Nation Station. Hey, listen, my mission is to inspire others as they are refined in Christ. Stay tuned. Let's have a great time. Yeah. What's up, Refine Nationers? Welcome back to the Refine Nation Station, the podcast. I don't know if you know, but I'm super excited because we are doing the 21 day fast. Just believing that God is just doing a breakthrough in our lives every day as we consecrate ourselves back to him and submit our flesh back to him. So hopefully you are still doing great with that. If not, hey, it's okay. Just keep going. You can do this. So today we're going to continue on to feed our spirit man as we get into the scripture reading from Daniel chapters four through six. Just as a reminder, we are doing the New Living Translation because it's just a little bit easier for us all to follow. But then uh, the next time we come on, we'll go ahead and continue forward with reading Daniel's chapter seven through nine. So let's get into it. Okay. All right. Daniel chapter four, Nebuchadnezzar's dream about a tree. King Nebuchadnezzar sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world peace and prosperity to you. I want you all to know about the miraculous signs and wonders the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how powerful are his wonders. His kingdom will forever last, his rule through all generations. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was living in my palace in comfort and prosperity, but one night I had a dream that frightened me. I saw visions that terrified me as I laid on my bed. So I issued an order calling in all the wise men of Babylon so they could tell me what my dream meant. When all the magicians and enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers came in, I told them the dream, but they could not tell me what it meant. At last, Daniel came in before me, and I told him the dream. He was named Belteshazzar, after my God and the spirit of the holy gods in him. I said to Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in you and that no mystery is too great for you to solve. Now, tell me what my dream means. While I was laying in my bed, this is what the dream meant. I saw a large tree in the middle of the earth. The tree grew very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. I had fresh green leaves and it was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its shade and birds nested in its branches. All the world was fed from this tree. Then as I lay there dreaming, I saw a messenger, a holy one, coming down from heaven. The messenger shouted, cut down the tree and lop off its branches, shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit, chase the wild animals from its shade and the birds from the branches, but leave the stump and the roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze, and surrounded by tender grass. Now let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him live with the wild animals among the plants of the field. For seven periods of time, let him have the mind of the wild animals instead of the mind of a human. For this has been decreed by the messengers. It is commanded by the holy ones, so that everyone may know that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses, even to the lowliest of people. Belteshazzar, that was the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar, had. Now tell me what it means, for none of the wise men 
of my kingdom can do so. But you can tell me because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Verse number 19, Daniel explains the dream. Upon hearing this, Daniel also known as Belteshazzar was overcome for a time, frightened by the meaning of this dream. Then the king said to him, Belteshazzar, don't be alarmed by the dream and what it means. But before we get further into reading this scripture, go ahead and share the podcast. Be sure to share it with a friend or two. Also, be sure to write the podcast I mean, really, please rate the podcast as we want to continue to promote Jesus Christ. Let's get into it. Belteshazzar replied, I wish that events foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies, my lord, and not you. The tree you saw was growing very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. It had fresh green leaves and was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its shade and birds nested in its branches. That tree, your majesty, is you, for you have grown strong and great. Your greatness reaches up to the heaven and your rule to the ends of the earth. Now you saw a messenger, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump and the roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass let him be drenched with the dew of heaven let him live with the animals of the field for seven periods of time this is what the dream means your majesty and the most high has declared will happen to my lord and king you will be driven from human society and you will live in the fields with the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow and you will be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way until you learn that the most high rules over the kingdom of the world and gives them to anyone he chooses. But the stump and the roots of the tree were left in the ground. This means that you will receive your kingdom back again when you have learned that heaven rules. King Nebuchadnezzar, please accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. The dream's fulfillment, verse 28. But all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, he was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out across the city, he said, look at this great city of Babylon. By my own mighty power, I have built this beautiful city as the royal residence to display my majestic splendor. Pause. Like, for real. Seriously, my guy is so full of himself. I mean, he, he even had a warning, right? He went to find Daniel so that he could even have this dream interpreted. He knew it was from God. He knew that Daniel was a man of God. But even still, he decided that he wanted to still uh, be of his own will and think that he was just this great, great man without God doing anything. It's crazy how when you first start to have success, you're kind of like humble about it. But as the success grows, oh man, we have to be careful to continue to be humble so that God can continue to bless us and he won't shake and take everything away from us. All right, number 31. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven. See, right there. O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. 
You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You will be driven from human society. Sidebar. God had had enough. So number 32, you have been driven from human society. You will live in the fields with the wild animals and you will eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way until you learn that the most high rules over kingdoms, that the most high rules over the kingdoms of this world and gives them to anyone he chooses. Verse 33, that same hour, the judgment was fulfilled. And Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was long as eagle's feathers. Wow. And his nails were like bird's claws. Wow. All right. Nebuchadnezzar praises God. Verse number 34. After this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned and I praised and worshiped the most high God and honored the one who lives forever. His ruling is everlasting and his kingdom is eternal. All the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth. No one can stop him or say to him, what do you mean by doing these things? When my sanity returns to me, at this point, he kind of knows he's not in his right mind, right? Verse number 36, when my sanity returns to me, so did my honor and glory and kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out and I was restored as head of my kingdom with even greater greater honor than before. Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the king of heaven. All his acts are just as true and he is able to humble the proud. My goodness. Yes, Nebuchadnezzar was very much a proud man. And we have to be remindful, you know, as we go through these scriptures and as we go through this fasting, God is really going to elevate a lot of us and he's going to promote a lot of us into where we're supposed to be for this next level for 2023 and probably beyond because it'll be such a strong foundation. But as we do so, let us remember not to be proud people, but to continue to be those who are humble, those who seek after God, those who give all the glory to God, as that is what God desires. Daniel chapter 5, the writing on the wall. Many years later, King Belshazzar gave a great feast for a thousand of his nobles, and he drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking the wine, he gave orders to bring the gold and silver cups that his predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. He wanted to bring from them all his nobles, his wives, and his concubines. So they brought these gold cups taken from the temple to the house of God in Jerusalem. And the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. While they drank from them, they praised their idols made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Like, pause. I never understood why they did that back in the day or even today, but it's something that some other man has formed. I don't get that. That just blows my mind that people would think so low of themselves almost. And I hate to even say it like that because people might be mad at that statement. But the truth of the matter is, it's like you are worshiping something that another man made. So is that person better than you? I don't think so. All right, so let's go. Verse number five. Suddenly they saw the fingers of a human hand writing on the plaster wall of the king's palace near the lampstand. The king himself saw the hand as it was wrote and his face turned pale with fright. His knees knocked together in fear and his legs gave way beneath him. The king shouted for the enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers to be brought before him. He said to these wise men of Babylon, whoever can read this writing and tell me what it means will be dressed in purple robes of royal honor and will have a gold chain placed around his neck. He will become the third highest ruler of the kingdom. But when all the king's wise men 
men had come in, none of them could read the writings or tell him what it meant. So the king grew even more alarmed and his face turned pale. His nobles too were shaken, but the queen mother heard what was happening and she hurried to the banquet hall. She said to Belshazzar, long live the king. Don't be so pale and frightened. There is a man in your kingdom who has within him the spirit of the holy gods. During Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have insight, understanding, and wisdom like that of other gods. Your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him chief over all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers of Babylon. This man, Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, has exceptional ability and is filled with divine knowledge and understanding. He can interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel and he will tell you what the writing means. Daniel explains the writing. So Daniel was brought in before the king. The king asked him, are you Daniel, one of the exiles brought from Judah by the predecessor King Nebuchadnezzar? I have heard that you have the spirit of gods within you and that you are filled with insight, understanding, and wisdom. My wise men and enchanters have tried to read the words on the wall and tell me their meaning, but they can't do it. I am told that you can give interpretations and solve difficult problems. If you can read these words and tell me their meaning, you will be clothed in purple robes of royal honor and you will have a gold chain placed around your neck. You will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Daniel answered the king, keep your gifts or give them to someone else, but I will tell you what the writing means. Your majesty, the most high God gave you sovereignty, majesty, glory, and honor to your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. He made him so great that people of all races and nationalities and languages trembled before him in fear. He killed those who wanted to kill and spared those who wanted to spare. He honored those he wanted to honor and disgraced those he wanted to disgrace. But when his heart and mind were puffed up Loud with arrogance, he was brought down from the royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven from human society. He was given the mind of the wild animal and lived among the wild donkeys. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven until he learned that the Most High God rules over the kingdoms of this world and appoints anyone he desires to rule over them. You are his successor. Belshazzar, you and you knew all of this, yet you have not humbled yourself, for you have proudly defiled the Lord of heaven and have had these cups from his temple brought before you. You and your nobles and your wives and concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, gods that neither see or hear nor have anything at all. But you have not honored the God who gives you the breath of life and controls your destiny. So God has sent this hand to write this message. This is what is written. M-E-N-E, M-E-N-E, Tekel, and Parson. This is what the words mean. M-E-N-E means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Tekel means weighed. You have been weighed on the balances and not measured up. Parson means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was dressed in purple robes, a gold chain was hung around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belteshazzar, the Babylon king, was killed, and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. Wow. Like, pause. I really think that's important to remember, just to continue to be humble of that gift and to uh, be a good steward of that gift because God always is watching and he's always ready to test your character. So um, let's keep going. Daniel chapter six. 
Daniel in the lion's den. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some faults in some way Daniel was handling government affairs. Must be the same people that was having the same issues with being a hater when we were reading chapters one and two last week. All right, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with rules of his religion. So the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. Here they go sucking up again. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officers, high officers, advisors, and governors that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human except for you, your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. And now your majesty issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him of his law. Did you not sign a law that said for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone divine or human except to you your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions yes said the king that decision stands it is official law of the medes and persians that cannot be revoked then they told the king that man daniel one of the captives from judah is ignoring you and your law he still prays to his god three times a day oh man there was listen there was quote-unquote Karens even back in the day. These guys here, right? Verse 14. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of his predicament. Pause. So I'm kind of thinking also, King Darius, he was already fond of Daniel, especially based off this verse, right? But we have to be careful who we allow to speak into our ears, especially us as leaders, because sometimes we can have the wrong person conspiring against us and conspiring against what's good for us even if we aren't paying attention or close enough to what God is saying and what that person's plan may be. So verse number 15, in the evening, men went out together to the king and said, your majesty, you know that according to your law of the Medes and the Persians, that no law that the king signs can be changed. So at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, may your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. Verse number 17, a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of the nobles so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and 
and spent the night fasting. I mean, he was fasting on behalf of Daniel. All right, he refused his usual entertainment and could not sleep at all that night. Verse 19. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you served so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? And verse 21 says, Daniel answered, long live the king. I mean, come on. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. Pause. Listen, I'm thinking about the scripture that talks about how um, the enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. But let me tell you this, that which God, even if that is the motive of our enemy to try to come around us and see if they can devour us. Let me tell you, just as the angel of the Lord closed the mouth of those lions, that God will do the same thing in your situation. He will come and close the mouth of your adversary. He'll come and close the mouth of your enemy. He'll come and close the mouth of those that try to bring you harm, that his name will still be great in your life. And I declare it to be so. So let's go. 23, the king was overjoyed in order that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. My God, the lions leaped on them and tore them apart from they before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he will endure forever. Amen. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Wow and wow again. I just think this is so amazing because God is really doing some great things in this season of our lives as we continue to fast, as we continue to seek after God and not backing down and continuing to go forward in what God has called us to do. I truly believe that God is going to bring us forth with success, that our lives will have much prosperity on it because we serve a true and living God. And I declare over your life that you will see the fruit of the Lord in your life and that just as Daniel was kept, that you will be kept in every aspect of of your life, that you will see the prosperities of the Lord in every aspect of your life. And I declare it to be so in Jesus name. So let's take this scripture reading and apply it to our everyday lives. You can do it. All right, let's pray. Lord God, I thank you for these men and women of God. I thank you, Lord God, that you have chosen them for such a time as this. I pray and ask as they continue to fast, as they continue to seek your face, God, that you will continue to grow them in ways they never expected. God, I give you praise even now for the stretch of it. God, I pray and ask that you will allow Allow them to sustain, that you will be the sustainer in their lives as they sustain and draw close to you, God, that they will see the prosperities of the Lord in every aspect of their lives, no matter what the obstacle is, God, that you will show yourself strong in their lives. I thank you for being faithful to them. I thank you, Lord God, that you will be a God that is living and breathing and moving in their lives, that they will have a testimony of the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I declare to be so in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen.
Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow for more upcoming content. You can find Refine Nation Station on any podcast platform where you listen to your audio podcast. Also, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, now is always a good time. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And as always, Jesus loves you. And guess what? I do too. Be blessed.